Welcome to a Durban Christian Center South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and build you up to walk circumspectly before the Lord. Well, I've got a good word for you this morning, and I've entitled my message this morning, Engage Your Standby. Hallelujah. Engage your standby. We bless you, Spirit of God. You are the holy standby for us, your church. Thank you for your presence, for your glory. Thank you for quickening your word. Thank you for confirming your word with signs and wonders following in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, us born-again believers, the moment we get born again, thank God we experience deliverance. We experience forgiveness. We experience the destruction of the devil. How many of you got delivered when you got saved? Somebody say hallelujah. And we enter the victory of Christ Jesus. The born again Christian is victorious. Hallelujah. Victory is ours. But even then we still have too often as precious saints of God, we experience being outside of the promise in so many ways. I remember as a young Christian uh, saying to myself, the promises are so amazing, but how do I engage? How do I step in? Because I don't know about you, when I see other people get a miracle, I get excited. Amen. I don't say, oh, well, now that miracle is taken up. I say, hey, that's for me. Somebody say, that's for me. Amen. And many Precious believers experience a powerlessness which is, which is so uh, against what Scripture speaks of, even though the Bible says the greater one is in us. And uh, it seems many times in believers' lives like the devil has the upper hand. But I want you to know that we, we have a victorious Savior and a defeated devil. I always say there's only one kind of devil. So, oh, pastor, this is a powerful kind of devil that I'm facing. No, there's only one kind of devil, and it's a defeated kind. Hallelujah. Whatever situation you are in, the greater one is in you. Hallelujah. The anointing to overcome is in you. Praise God. Jesus said he will not leave us orphans. He will not, you, you know, you're not alone in this thing. I want to remind you today that the power of the Holy Ghost is on you. In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. You know why that's important? Because it's an uneven contest. Hallelujah. Somebody say, this is an uneven contest. The world cannot receive the Holy Ghost because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him. For He dwells in your church on Sundays. For he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Thank God for 
the promise and the fulfillment of the promise, who is the Holy Spirit. Saints, Jesus knew that we are going to face troubles in our lives. He's not surprised. In fact, you should be surprised that you are surprised. Amen. Those who will live righteously, the Bible says, will have trouble in this life. But do not be fearful. Rejoice. I have overcome. Amen. Jesus knew we're going to face a foe that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's got one mission. And that's why he sent us the standby. He sent us the Holy Ghost. And he says in John 14, verse 16, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. As you know, I'm always talking about what Jesus spoke of when he said another comforter. That word comforter, if you look in the Amplified Bible, has a sevenfold meaning. And it's, it's laid out so, so beautifully who this Holy Spirit is that's come to help you. That word comforter means comforter, counselor, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Hallelujah. And so as, as, as we step in, realize today that you wrestle not against flesh and blood. The enemy loves to hide. He loves to make it look like it's not him. So you don't identify him. But we wrestle not flesh and blood. Your problem is not your boss. Your problem is not your neighbor. Your problem is not your friend. Your problem is not people. There's a devil that's behind. There's a devil that motivates. And we are in a spiritual battle. Thank God by the Holy Ghost we're enabled to have the victory. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, I spoke a bit, a bit about it last week about how Paul says that uh, he says to, to the believers who are living carnally, he says, are you not carnal behaving like mere men? We cannot behave like mere men in this world. Hallelujah. If you're going to go to battle, if you're going to go to war, you cannot go as if you're going to the beach. Hello? We are not mere men. We are equipped. We, we are prepared for something else. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 2 verse 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How will you escape? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders. Let me tell you, God's going to bear witness with a word that he's given you, with both signs, wonders, and various miracles. I declare various miracles. <laughs> Hallelujah. And gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His own will. Hallelujah. Saints, 
too many wonderful, blood-bought, sincere, beautiful believers walk in defeat. Because they walk as mere men. Hello. Because they neglect this great salvation. I, I often, when I'm teaching in, in uh, Walk in His Footsteps, I, I will say to people, God has equipped you with so much power. He's given you the Holy Ghost. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't engage, you will be like a mere man. It's almost like the picture of Rambo. You know Rambo? He's got a machine gun over his shoulder. He's got a cannon strapped to his back. Amen. He shoots landmines from the shoulder. I mean, he's a wild man. And he walks down, he walks down the bush and a lion jumps out at him. And he throws all the stuff off and he grabs a stick. So what you doing? Come on, somebody say, what am I doing? God has given you a standby. How will you escape if you neglect this power that God's given you, this standby who is there for you? And so many people, having received the Holy Ghost, think it was just an experience. It was a blessing. It was a once-off. Where in reality, He has come to abide with you. Are you with me? We in reality, many, many believers are running around Looking for the next exciting experience. Looking for the next seminar. The next guest speaker. Somebody who can help them receive again who they've already received. And, and constantly not realizing the value of what they have. Somebody say not realizing. The value. Hallelujah. The greater one has come to them. They have received it. But yet, they're running to conference after conference. They, they're running to meetings. They're trying to get the Holy Spirit to come again. But the Bible says He abides and He is standing by. Hello? It's like many people, they get saved and then they get baptized and then they go, you know, they start backsliding. Then they want to come and get saved again. Oh, if I know I can get saved again, you were saved. Somebody say amen. So looking for something else. Think you need another experience. They lose their confidence. When the battle comes, they lose their confidence because they don't, they don't feel. And so they start running around everywhere pleading, somebody help me. 
Somebody, somebody, can somebody help me? But Jesus said, the helper will abide with you forever. He will abide. Hallelujah. Paul said, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. So in the book of Hebrews, I just read that a bit earlier, chapter 2 and verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Listen, the enemy's going to come against you, my friend. I remember it was uh, two years ago when the enemy came against me and put a cancer on my leg. And I knew I'm in a battle. And the enemy said to me, maybe you must go get in a plane and go and get to a man of God. Go and get to somebody who can help you. Maybe you must go and call, you know, the preachers all together. But something in me said, call on God. The greater one in you. Come on now. The greater one's in you. I want to tell, tell this side. The greater one's in you. If you go to a preacher, he's going to call on the same greater one. Hello? But without your desperation. Because it's not his problem. Hello? I've learned a long time. Many times you face things and it's not other people's problem. And you tell them how serious it is and they say, you oh, shame. Huh? I realize I've got a problem. I started praying, preparing myself. Thank God for the greater one, the wise one, the spirit of truth and revelation. The one night while I was praying and I was believing God and pressing in, the Holy Ghost said to me, you opened the door. And he showed me exactly what I had done. And I realized, and thank God by the Holy Ghost, thank God for the blood. Thank God for the power of repentance. Hello? I shut that door. I dealt with that devil. I applied the blood of the covenant to my life. Hallelujah. I rebuke that spirit. Hallelujah. And that devil was broken off my body. The next morning I saw the cancer had gone down. I saw the itching had left. The next morning the color had returned to that area of my leg. By the third morning it was gone. Not even a sign. In fact, the other day I was telling someone, I said, let me show you my leg where the mark used to be. I couldn't remember which leg because I couldn't find, it's here, I couldn't see the mark. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that is in you. Come on, church. Your strength is not because of who your preacher is. I think God's got a lot to do with that. Oh, Jesus, at least give me a place in your church and people's lives. Of course. 
It's needed that there's an apostolic anointing, that you get the truth fed, you know, all those things. But your strength is the standby. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, I mustn't act like a mere man. I cannot escape if I neglect. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I want to speak to you specifically today and hone this in on neglecting the incredible gift of tongues. And so, I, I just want to tie into that and press into that a bit and, and help you to realize how to engage your standby. Everybody say, engage my standby. Every born-again believer... Listen to me. Every born-again believer has been qualified to receive the Holy Ghost. Don't listen to people who want to put extra on you. You know, thank God you're born again. Thank God you're washed in the blood, but you must first pray for three years. You must first fast for 21 days. That's not what the Bible says. He says, repent, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, once I heard a person, oh, no, you must take your wedding ring off. I said, where you come from? Oh, God showed me there's a, what? Let's stay with what the Bible says, dear friend. Hallelujah. You receive the Holy Ghost because of the blood of Jesus. Because you are redeemed. You're born again. Hallelujah. The Bible says he has qualified us. Come on, lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord. You have qualified me. Who qualified you? God qualified you. We must remember the Holy Ghost is not a naughty badge on your achievement. The Holy Ghost is God saying, you need this help if you're going to make it. Hallelujah. In fact, the weaker you are, the more qualified you are. Amen. And those who are not saved, the dirtier you are, the more you need the soap. Oh, I'm not ready to be saved. I'm too dirty. It's exactly, that soap is for you. The blood that washes your sins away. Amen. Hallelujah. And the weaker you are, the more you're a candidate for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So we receive the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Every born-again believer, we are qualified. We receive the Holy Ghost. How many of you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Or have received the Holy Ghost, the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We've received the Holy Spirit and He abides in us. Amen. We are his temple. John, 4, John 1 John 2.27, the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. Hallelujah. Some saints think that they must receive him again, receive him again. No. Come on, somebody say, I've, I have received him. Hallelujah. If only I can get back to how I felt. It's not about how you felt. It's about the truth. You have received him. Amen. 
Jesus clearly showed us that when the Holy Spirit comes, He will abide with you. Hello? Somebody say abide. He will abide with you. Paul, again, tells us in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. In uh, chapter 3, 16, he says, You are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Hallelujah. Again, in the second book of Corinthians 6, verse 16, For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. What does it say? In them. And walk in them. Somebody say in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is in you. And he is in you to be your standby. Hallelujah. Like I often say, what is the Holy Ghost doing in you? Is he just a load? Is he an observer? Is, is he just another burden for you to carry? Or is he the very power of God made available for you? Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So many people run around for guidance because they're looking for him outside, but he is in you. Somebody say amen. That power of God abides in you. He's with you all the time. Uh, I was just reminded of, of, of a testimony this week. A lady uh, in a Wentworth congregation came to evening service. Her name is Megan Lynx. Uh, they got a picture. We'll put it up again. See, Megan came to service. And, uh, you know, there was an altar call for prayer and something general. And uh, one of the saints walked up to her and said, what can I pray for you about? And, you know, like whispered in her ear. And she said to her, listen, don't talk in this ear. I'm deaf in this ear. Please pray for me in this ear. She'd been deaf for 24 years. And this saint, one of the saints, these signs will follow those who believe. Hallelujah. She said, no, I'm going to pray for your ear. Never mind, pray for your, you know, feeling bad. I'm going to pray for your ear. She prayed for her ear, and her ear popped open. 24 years, deaf in her ear. The same spirit, hallelujah, abides in you. Somebody say amen. So he dwells. He communes with us. The Bible says, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, we, let's refine that a little bit. Your body is the temple. So where does the Holy Ghost dwell? In your physical body, in your body? No, the Holy Ghost dwells in your spirit, which is in your body. Amen. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. Jesus said, he said, from his belly, those who believe in me, out of his belly, his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living waters. The Holy Ghost dwells in your spirit. Amen. And because he dwells in your spirit, he dwells in your body. So he, 
He says rivers will flow. Thank God the Holy Ghost sanctifies your spirit. And that's where he dwells. Now this indwelling, listen, this indwelling of the Holy Ghost, you and I need to realize how uniquely awesome it is. I'm amazed how many people run to Israel because the Jews are like, they are up there. And if he's a born-again Jew, then he's next to Superman. Listen, what makes you powerful is the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost that dwells in you. Hallelujah. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a uniquely New Testament experience. Hallelujah. Nowhere in the Old Testament do you find the Holy Ghost dwelling in people. Only a born-again New Testament saint has this privilege of the Holy Ghost indwelling you. Only in the New Testament also do we find these incredible gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Notice also with me today that every time believers received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues without fail. To receive this unique New Testament experience of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost automatically brings you the experience of tongues. Hallelujah. The indwelling of the Holy Ghost and the gift of tongues and interpretation goes together. Hallelujah. That should show you there's something very powerful here. There's something very unique here. There's something here that's specific and exclusive to a New Testament believer. This most glorious gift of speaking in other tongues is for a New Testament born-again believer. Hallelujah. If you look at the gifts of the Spirit, you know there's nine gifts of the Spirit. If you look at the gifts of the Spirit, you will find any one of the other seven gifts manifest in the Old Testament. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, healings, miracles, You'll find all of them in the Old Testament, but you won't find the gift of tongues. Now, that should show you something, how incredible this gift is. Not one Old Testament believer received this gift. Not one Levite, not one prophet not one priest, not Moses or Elijah. Not even David received the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Hallelujah. So all the gifts are mighty, but these two are uniquely mighty. Hallelujah. Somebody say uniquely mighty. Reserved for who? For me. 
for a born again believer. Hallelujah. Above David. Above Jeremiah. Hey. Hallelujah. Above John the Baptist. How many aboves must I give you? This experience of the Holy Ghost standby with tongues is incredible. That's why I, I said, how will we escape if we neglect this? Amen. Tongues and interpretation of tongues is uniquely for us. The indwelling of the Holy Ghost and tongues is uniquely for us. By them we empowered, hallelujah, to live by the Spirit, to commune with the Holy Ghost, to be sanctified by the Spirit, hallelujah. How do you know God is Spirit? Where does God speak to you? In your spirit. That's why He gave you the language of the Spirit. Don't believe to the religious man. Oh, they received them, people, it was a natural language. Then what do you do with a scripture that says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. I know it said people could understand from other languages. Then what do you do with a scripture that says, How be it when you speak in tongues, no man understands you? He's speaking about this experience. Hallelujah. Believers, we, the triumphant church, are to speak in tongues more and more. Hallelujah. I want you to also notice something. That believers throughout Scripture, the whole New Testament, did not receive tongues. Let that sink in a bit. I see the question mark. They did not receive tongues. What did they receive? They, re they received the Holy Spirit and then spoke in tongues. Hallelujah. As a result of receiving the Holy Ghost. And this is a very important distinction. I'm not splitting hairs. Because by, by this understanding you will realize that you didn't receive tongues. Many, many, oh, have you, received your have you received tongues? No, I've not received tongues. I've received the Holy Ghost. And I speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Watch this. Acts 2 and verse 2. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I, I want to just settle this truth in your heart. I want to home in on it. Don't get bored. Okay? They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began. They didn't receive a tongue, spoke in tongues, then received the Holy Spirit. 
They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so when you pray and you start speaking in the Spirit, you do so by faith that the Holy Ghost is giving you the utterance. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to home in a bit on this, okay? By faith, know that the Holy Spirit is giving you the utterance to speak in tongues by His inspiration. Okay? By His unction. By faith. Speaking in tongues is not just you speaking. It's by you, you by faith yielding and tapping into the revelation of the Spirit as you speak. That is why many times you hear people speak in tongues, but there's no power. Because they're not by faith tapping into the unction by the Holy Ghost bringing the unction, them speaking. they speaking as mere men. They receive the power by which they spoke to start, but they're left with the type. They're left with the sound. And you're looking at them and say, you know, some of them, even you can hear, there's no inspiration. If he likes cars, it goes Honda, Honda, most Merca, Merca, Honda, Honda, Merca, Merca, BM, BM, B, 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 M, B, M, B, M, Mercy, Mercy, Mercedes. Amen. Kara, 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 mota. Because what's left, what's left is the sound. But he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks by revelation, speaks by the unction. This is the Holy Ghost coming on you, giving you the expression, the revelation by which you speak. Now, there's also another thing. A lot of people believe that when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, He takes over. It's the Holy Ghost speaking. It's not. It's the Holy Ghost inspiring, revealing, but you speaking. I know some people say, oh, the Holy Ghost came on me so mightily, just took over, and I couldn't help myself. That's not the truth. I, I doubt that experience. Because only evil spirits override people's wills. The Holy Spirit gives you an unction, hallelujah, by which you respond by an act of your will. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to man, but to God. Who speaks? He. Okay, I'm going somewhere. So, the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance. You're aware of Him. You sense him. You yield to him. And by faith, you start speaking by his inspiration. 
Hallelujah. So, the more you exercise yourself, you're actually listening as you're speaking. You're actually responding to the Spirit by your Spirit. Okay, you do know that you have a Spirit. Your Spirit is different to the Holy Spirit. You are body, soul, and Spirit. God is Spirit. Amen. And the Bible says His Spirit bears witness with my spirit, okay? So the Holy Ghost gives you the inspiration, gives you the revelation. That's why when you practice speaking the Holy Ghost, you are practicing hearing. You are practicing responding. You are practicing expressing what he is saying. That's so why the Bible says the Holy Ghost expressly said. And many times when you speak in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost will speak. Hello? And, okay, I'm not going to go too deep into that. I, I just want to stay on where, where, we, where we're speaking here. All right. Um, he will speak. So when, when the Holy Ghost comes and fills you, your, your, your spirit gets gets filled with his presence and his anointing and his unction and you start speaking that's why when you speak the bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries wow because the holy ghost is revealing things to come you're speaking by unction most of the time when I'm preparing sermons, God will give me the basic outline and speak about this and this and this, and then I pray in the Spirit. And as I pray in the Spirit, He shows me. I want you to say that, and He shows me things. Hallelujah. Amen. And you bring it forth. Tongues is the first natural manifestation of spiritual revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the first time the things that are in the spirit revealed is made manifest. Listen to this. The first manifestation of spiritual truths is the word spoken. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit. They are life. And as a believer, we as a church cannot walk like mere men. We cannot neglect this great salvation, this awesome standby that is given to us. My spirit by his spirit speaks. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That word edifies means charges. Why, why do you get charged? Because you plugged in. Your spirit man is plugged into the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So if you've got a car battery you want to charge, you need to plug that thing in. Amen. That's why many believers are flat. No charging happening. And they come to you. Have you seen some believers? You talk to them. By the time they finish, they have drained your battery. Amen. 
they plug into you. <laughs> I can't one go there. Edifies himself. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith. How can speaking in tongues build you up in your most holy faith? Because while you're speaking in tongues, he is bringing to remembrance the things whatsoever Jesus has said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And always when the Holy Ghost speaks, he will always speak scripture. Jesus said he will say nothing of himself. Nothing. He will take of what is mine and reveal it to you. So there's the safety in the spirit. Amen. You know, we got our dear Mormon friends who my angel showed them another book under a rock and something else that's outside of the word. So be very careful. None of us are infallible. So the life in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, receiving by the Holy Ghost, is always confirmed by the Word. Hallelujah. And why is it so powerful? Because when the Holy Ghost reveals the things whatsoever I have said, the words of Christ, it's rhema. Hallelujah. I've had times when the Holy Spirit speaks a scripture to me and I don't know it's in the Bible. Or I forgot. I don't know. And I said, what? And I go, call it up. There it is. I remember Kenneth Hagin once saying, he said the Lord Jesus appeared to him, spoke to him, and told him something. And Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Hagin said to Jesus, I don't, I don't, I've never seen that scripture. And unless you show me, I refuse to believe it. I need at least one scripture. He said that to Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll do better than that. I'll give you three. Amen. Because his word is a lamp and a light and the truth. So, when I speak in the spirit, here's the key. When you pray in the Spirit, you sing in the Spirit, don't you? I will sing. So you sing under the inspiration of the Spirit. I will pray. So in the Spirit and the understanding. So you pray. Your Spirit prays by the unction of the Holy Spirit who is revealing. Hallelujah. You speak. He that speaks in unknown tongue. You can speak. Hallelujah. By the inspiration. But here's the key. You speak in the unction. Under the mantle. In the presence of the Holy Ghost. Change your position when you pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's not you praying from here to him up there somewhere. You, you can pray a very long time. Amen. I often tell believers, if you really want to kick into revelation, spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, only in the Spirit. Amen. I've had some of my break, greatest breakthroughs when I refused to pray in the understanding. I pray in the Spirit. And I pray in the Spirit 
until your mind is bored. How many of you prayed in the spirit until your mind said, give me something? Amen. The Bible says when you pray in the spirit, the understanding is unfruitful. And you just keep your mind, keep your heart focused, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost, and then the revelation starts flowing. The more you do that, the more power is revealed to you. He illuminates you. No believer should ever be in a place where you don't know what to do next. Hallelujah. You say, well, if Jesus was with me, surely I would know what to do next. Jesus said, I'll send you the helper. The helper. He will lead you into all truth. Hallelujah. Building yourself up. He who speaks. Somebody say, he who speaks. Speaking in the spirit. Say with me, the born again experience is a New Testament experience. To be indwelt with the Holy Ghost is a uniquely New Testament experience. The gift of tongues is a uniquely New Testament experience. I am born of the Spirit. My Spirit bears witness with His Spirit. I speak in tongues by the revelation, the unction of the Holy Ghost. He manifests, reveals to me the things Jesus said, the promises that are in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and guarantees the heavenly blessings. The Bible says he is the guarantor, hallelujah, of the heavenly blessing. When you receive a promise in that place, nothing can stop you. Have you ever had when faith comes to you and you know that you know that you know? People can say what they want, do what they want. There's a steamroller behind you. How many of you have experienced those times? That's the kind of revelation that comes when the Spirit reveals to you things to come. It is unstoppable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to say with me, I do not want to neglect this great revelation, this great salvation. And by faith, I declare, I will not walk like a mere man. Come on, you're not a mere man. We trust that you were blessed by the transforming word of God and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Centre South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel or visit our website www.durbanchristiancentre.co.za